Welcome to the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast, hosted by myself, Sebastian Bates, and Timothy Fair-Matthews. A podcast made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. We're launching our podcast with a series of raw but real interviews with some of the world's leading business mentors, industry experts, and entrepreneurs with incredible stories. Our goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain. So if it's your first time joining us, make sure you go back to episode one and don't miss a thing as you listen to incredible insights from our speakers. This is the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast. Guys, welcome to the first podcast episode with um, myself, Sebastian Bates. I'm here with JP. JP's a good friend. Uh, JP, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Everyone, first of all, said thanks for having me, man. I feel honored that I'm the first person. As you said that, I just went, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's awesome to be here. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know me, I'm a high-performance coach, speaker, and athlete. I do my very best because I love it to live in a, a world of high-performance, which just means basically better than average. You've got an average car and you've got a high-performance car. I like to live in high performance. I've been studying high performance for pretty much all of my adult life. And I'm blessed to be able to travel and teach it and also coach it to people one-to-one. Amazing. And, you know, some of the stuff I've seen you do, JP, over the years has just been pretty mind-blowing. I think for a lot of people who have kind of tuned into your to your journey, especially over the last, the last year, which um, maybe you'll share with us a little bit today so um maybe yeah maybe yeah so um with the with the first episode here what we wanted to go into essentially what this what these live interviews are about and what this podcast is going to be about is to support local entrepreneurs small you know small business owners um and one of the most important skills i believe for a small business owner to have is the ability to sell and really from my perspective to sell is to serve and you're really solving someone's problem when you're when you're trying to sell, when you're offering them something um, in fair exchange. So what better way to kind of start this off than to talk with you uh, about the psychology of sales? So I know that, you know, you've got a, you know, a, a wealth of knowledge in this. Um, so it'd be really, really great to kind of dig into that with you today. So I'm looking forward to talking about this because... I, you know, I'm not actually a salesperson. I don't consider myself a salesperson. I'm just, I'm good at communication. I'm good at understanding, understanding myself, understanding others. And as a result of that, I'm a good influencer. I'm really good at influencing. But I'm not just good at influencing others, obviously not at their own expense, but in a positive way. But I'm also influencing, I'm very good at influencing myself. That's why I do what I do for a living. Uh, teach and practice self-mastery because I'm good at influence. But like I said, I'm not a salesperson, but we're always selling. Whether you're selling to your children and trying to tell them to eat their vegetables or you're selling to your partner to let you, you know, get out of the house for a night and go hang out with your buddies or whatever, or to try and sell an idea to a, a boss, a business associate, or you're actually doing actual sales. We're always selling, number one. Number two, we're always being sold to. So understanding sales not just helps you sell more but it, and help you understand more in the process of selling, but it also gives you a lot of awareness of when you're being sold to, and, and that can be very powerful. Because right? sometimes you, you buy shit and afterwards you go, what have I just done? That person just sold me. Right? <laughs> so I'm very, I'm very, very, very aware of where I'm being pitched to. So it makes you, uh, we're always selling and we're always, so we're always selling and we're always being sold too. And the third thing to really remember before we go into, you know, the psychology of sales is understanding that. When I say you're always selling, I don't mean you're always selling into opportunity or you're always selling into something good. No, we're always selling. 
So if you tell yourself, I can't do something, you've just sold yourself. If you say, oh no, COVID 19's got me and this is going to destroy me, just by you saying that, psychology of sales, you have planted in your, in your psychology that you can't come out of this. So I love studying human behavior. I love being conscious of human behavior. And I'm always aware of what people are saying. But most importantly, I'm super conscious of what I say because I know that I'm always selling and I never want to sell myself dog shit. I always want to sell myself the best of the best. So, yes, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to talking about this. I have quite a few things that I want to share, uh, but most importantly, upfront, it's very important to understand that regardless of who you are, where you are, where you are right now, even in isolation, in confinement, you're still selling. You're selling yourself a story. You're selling yourself an excuse or you're selling yourself a reason or you're selling yourself motivation and inspiration. Hopefully we can sell some of the latter to people, you know, listening to this. Brilliant. I think you put that brilliantly. It, uh, essentially it's a language, isn't it? And it's, and it's something that you're, it's a communication which is going on all the time. That's it. Yeah. Amazing. I, I mean, the, the, I would say, I think the best salespeople in the world, my opinion, everything I share is my opinion. So, Please don't get offended, anyone. Uh, but I would say the greatest salespeople in the world are, a bit, are, are able to sell without selling because they're just so good at language that it doesn't even feel like you're being sold to. Yeah, totally. I'm totally with that. When you come across so, someone who's kind of, they're, they're in tune with that language, right? And it, it's, just a play, it's just a really nice conversation. And I think the idea is always come from yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. so yeah, I'm with you, and I, and I completely resonate when you when you when you mention how you're constantly telling it to yourself. You know, that's just so true, isn't it? You know, we're, we're we're often alone with our own thoughts, and I think if you can kind of if you can capitalize that, so you make that a positive thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that that communication between your mind and what you actually do, that's a powerful thing. And you know how you sell to yourself every day is going to affect the opportunities that you get in your life. I have someone in my life that I have a lot of respect for. I love this person. Uh, but unfortunately, they've sold themselves a disempowering story for too long. They've, they keep selling themselves life is difficult. And they approached me for coaching. They were selling to me. And I said, no, sorry, I, don't want, I, don't, I can't work with you. Mm-hmm. Because I'd seen, I was aware of what they'd been selling to themselves. And... Hey, you're always going to, whatever selling to yourself, whatever you're selling to yourself is going to win. It's always going to trump everything else. Oh, I did this amazing training with Sebastian. Or I went to this amazing event. You're being sold to, right? Hopefully inspiration and good shit. But then you're going home and you're selling to yourself. And whatever mm-hmm. you're selling to yourself at home and whatever you're saying to yourself before you go to bed and whatever you're marrying, marinating in while you're sleeping and thinking the first thing in the morning, that's the, what's going to be the result. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I'd, I'd love to get into how you can modify that language, you know, that or that the way in which you're talking to yourself or the way in which you're selling to yourself. And it's interesting what, you're, what, what you said about how some people are selling themselves this, this kind of disempowerment. They're selling themselves this negative story, right? Mm. Have you noticed, one of the things I've noticed with this crisis that we're currently in is that... You know, you tra- nothing gives nothing gives transparency like a crisis. And I, re- I really noticed some people either go one way, like really hardcore one way, or other people go the complete opposite way, right? It's like they're either selling themselves that this, although it's tragic, is an incredible opportunity, or this is, you know, this is the, the world is coming to an end. That's it. Everything you, yeah. you, you're reading is that or worse. And it's and it's this like such an opposite kind of, you know, you're either being pulled in one way or the other way, right? That's what I kind of noticed people separating into. Yeah, we, we choose the reality of our reality that we don't choose. So whatever reality or environment we are given, we choose the reality or the experience of that thing. And you can argue me until you're blue in the face. I, I believe that at my core. You choose what that means. And either, like you said, Seb, it's either going to be this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me or 
by conscious responsible choice, you're going to say, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And that's not delusional, or maybe it is, it's delusional optimism. Yeah. But I would rather be I would rather be delusionally delusionally optimistic than delusionally fearful. And I guess because this is such a, a drastic situation, it's you know that the word un, unprecedented is there every every two minutes, right? But it is mm. that it, it it kind of warrants you know that kind of you know, one way or the other way. I think it's quite hard yeah. for people to be poised and find that balance. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I, I would say right now, I said this to someone yesterday, probably the most important thing, not even probably, um, like I said, I'm conscious of every word I'm saying, the most important thing that you can do for yourself, your business and your life right now is self-educate. While the whole world has come to a slowdown or a standstill, like you want to raise your awareness, your consciousness, your education. And there's... I don't think there's ever been a better time or an easier time for you to get stuck into education and to help you, you know, realize, are you here or are you over here? Or how do you navigate yourself correctly? Or how do you switch from here to here? I, I plan say, I plan to say this before we came onto this session, every single person in the world should study NLP. I believe that because NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, not only allows you to understand others by profession and also just, you know, personally, but it allows you to understand yourself. It allows you to understand your thinking, your behaviors and your actions, and also how to reprogram those things. So right now, that's what I would say. If you don't know, if you don't have a basic level of Neuro Linguistic Programming, how to reprogram your brain. That's the one thing, especially every business owner right now should be studying. Wow. hundred percent. If you're not, if you're not willing to do that, sorry. Do you have any recommendations of where to go to kind of start that off? So, um, well, obviously it's difficult because I would say go to this person or go to that person, but you can't because we're in lockdown. So you have to go on. You have to go online. I would recommend coaches and, and facilitators and trainers, like David Shepard, a guy in the UK, really good NLP teacher. But um, I mean, it would be an online platform. I, I you know, I, I believe that um, a little bit of something. I mean, this is not rocket science. A little bit of something is better than you know nothing. So I would just go find anything that you can. I mean, like, look, I have to mention Najahi events, which you and I have been talking about. They've got an education platform in the UAE that has a lot of mentors in there teaching NLP. Now, Tony Robbins, even though he doesn't directly teach NLP, the substance of what Anthony Robbins teaches is NLP. You know, understanding pleasure and pain and how we drive, we live towards our highest drivers which are our highest values john d martini also talks a lot about nlp so i mean this i would just google nlp youtube nlp i don't know get the digital download of D nlp for dummies mm. um, which is which is a series of books by the way just in case you didn't know that but <laughs> i'm not saying actually for dummies uh, <laughs> but yeah I don't know, maybe I should do an NLP, share an, some NLP training, but I, I wouldn't know really online. That's the honest answer. I couldn't direct someone somewhere. Amazing, cool. So, I mean, one of the things, one of the things you spoke to <laughs> me about in the past was um, speaking other people's values when you are, when you're kind of diving into, you know, the psychology of sales. Could you, could you kind of touch on, on that? Yeah, so, okay, so, so we haven't actually covered selling at all. All we've really got is we've, in the moment we've shared so far, we've understood that we're always selling and very important. We're always selling to ourselves. So before you go out and sell, you know, people can tell whilst you're selling to them, what you sell to yourself. Does that make sense? Mm. Like if you're going there and saying, Oh, you know, please, do you want to buy something from me? <laughs> we, we know the person being sold to, if you have at least, a, you know, um, an average sense of awareness, you're able to see, man, this person's not confident. So 
what will make you the first thing that I want to talk about is based on what you just said or replying to what you just said is understanding that like you opened up with serving is selling is serving selling is serving serving is selling and rather than looking to consume look to always contribute now what do I mean by this when you're in a sale and once again it's just an opinion I'm not a sales master when you're in the process of a sale or in the process of selling if you are focused on yourself and getting the sale how can you be focused on the other person that you're selling to or the people or the community or the school or the business you can't be your focus can only be in one place at one time even when you multitask you're shifting between two or three places so when you're in the sale to get the highest value from that conversation because selling is serving you want to know how can i best serve this person and for you to be able to do that once again coming back to nlp you've got to understand their highest values if seb i'm trying to sell you one-to-one -one coaching and i'm like man this is going to give you so much energy working with me and it's going to make you you know so incredibly certain and confident and I don't actually know that actually what you're looking for is more grace and ease in your life and you want to slow down more. You're not going to buy coaching from me. Yeah. yeah. Like, so understanding the person you're speaking to and, and, and kind of meeting them where they're at. Yeah. So it's no, it's speaking to your values. If I right. speak to my, look, I value coaching in that it makes you, um, self mastery makes you the CEO of your life. So you have, maximum certainty energy and obsession or passion but th but that's on my values i can't expect everyone to value those same things some of my clients just want inner peace they've just been living with they've just been at war with themselves for five ten years because they're successful but they don't feel fulfilled and they just want to feel a sense of inner peace and they don't want to change anything about their life they just want to feel happy so you, you really got to understand first, what does the person want? Most people know this in sales. Don't give them what they need. Give them what they want. What they need is coaching or what they need is your product or service, whatever it is that you're selling. What they want has nothing to do with you. You've got to go and dig and find out what is it that they want. You know, is it uh, when, like car salesmen, you know, they always speak to the want. They need a car. They need a steering wheel. They need tires. They need, you know, an engine. But what they always say, oh, imagine driving with your friends, man. Or, you know, are you married, sir? Are you married, ma'am? Or, you know, imagine driving down the street with the top down and all the attention. So they, they're always speaking to people's values. Oh, yeah, yeah. And how many times when you're being sold to in that way that it creates an emotional thing in you and, and actually you spend too much money? Mm. And you and you know that logically the sale or the, the 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 exchange doesn't make sense, but you've been so spoke you've been so much spoken to your values that you just think I have to have this. Yeah. Like I've I've been coaching for a long time, and even when I was a personal trainer, I used to sell body transformations, and I used to be so good at first listen 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 okay now i know there's their first value there's their second value there's their third value and then i would speak to that and honestly i'm not even joking some people would say sign me up mm. and i'd say with absolute certainty oh it's 20 grand for the year and i'd sit back and wait for a reply mm. and i'll say when do we start and i'm not even kidding you sometimes i would laugh because after the sale after they've already said yes, they'll say, oh, shit, JP, before you go, how does it work? Tell wow. me how many, how many sessions do I get? Now, I've only had this happened like twice, yeah. but I was so good at speaking to the result and what they want mm -hmm. that they didn't even know what the process was. So in, in short, never, never sell the process, always sell the result based on their values, not the result that you get for everyone. That's, yeah. that's already good, but understand the exact result that they want. And there's only one way to get that clarity. 
and that's to ask as many questions as possible. No, I know what I was saying is simple, but sometimes we just need to be reminded. Sorry. Totally. Yeah. I, th I think a, a lot of the time where business owners kind of fall short of this is they, they aren't leaning into their customers enough, not, not having enough conversations, right? Or they're not gathering the data if they're doing it that way. So, you know, from, from this position, we, we're all online, right? I mean, every, everyone's doing business online. There is no offline for, for the considerable future. We don't know how long that's going to be. And um, so, I mean, at this stage, one of the, one of the best pieces of advice I got was to, was to make sure I was, I was, you know, having conversations with clients, getting in, getting on, getting on the phone and getting in touch. So we phoned like 3000 customers over in the first four weeks of this lockdown. And that wow, for us, we learned so much, right? We learned so much about the challenges, the, what they were happy with, what, what parents weren't happy with, because a lot of our customers are parents, you know, what's, where we can help them. And, you know, based on that, we created our solutions. So we didn't really create the solutions until we had found out exactly because the values had changed. What the values were before, remember I spoke about how people are going in one direction, the other direction. Yeah. What they were before has now shifted. So you need to have a new conversation, right? So you can get in touch with them and, and find out and dig into these new values. So totally with you on that. Really, really Dude, interesting. That's actually, that is actually very, very valuable, what you just shared. And actually, um, I believe that the greatest way to learn is to teach. Right? I love learning as I'm teaching. And you've just given me a great idea, which is yeah. you know, <laughs> there's certain people in my life that now in COVID-19 and post-COVID, it's to find out what are your values now? Because it's, I think yeah. it's fair to say that a lot of people in the world are going to have different values because they're going to reassess what's important. And this, this is the interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, it's been such a shock to people. Their, 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 their values will have shifted. And I, one of the things that we had, um, I, I had a good chat with uh, Jason Gracie the other day. You may know him. He, um, yeah. he you know, he's, he's very into, you know, um, everyone sort of works towards their values. This is what we, had, we were talking about, the Warrior Academy podcast. And, um, and you know, whatever, wherever people are spending most of their time right now is what their highest value is, right? So you're finding people go overboard with their training. Like they're spending every minute of the day training or if they're a business owner and that's what they're into, they're spending every minute of the day doing business, right? Some business owners, they haven't been this busy since they were a startup. And, um, you know, on the flip side of that, you can have, you know, someone who's really into socializing. Now they're contacting people they haven't spoken to in like 10 years. So they're putting all of their thought, time and energy and passion into that. And it's really highlighting, you know, what, what people's values are, especially relationship. What's interesting there is, you know, people are now watching and understanding on a deeper level what their partner's values are. And that's causing some friction. You know, some people are, some people are, it's like a, nothing gives transparency like a crisis, right? Some people are now like, wow, okay, I wasn't, I wasn't aware of that. That's changing things. There's not enough time for me, you know, but, but ultimately I think that kind of balance of values is what, what creates it. But, but certainly there's that, there's that shift and you need to have a new conversation to dig out those, those new values, right? Or where, meet people where they're at. I, uh, first of all, that's an incredible insight for everyone listening, you know, and it's hundred percent true whilst in lockdown, I've probably trained more than I have. My highest value is fitness and yeah. freedom. It's I've not possible been... more JP, surely. You what? <laughs> Every time I talk to you, you're doing some sort of ultra challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. You Every can't train anymore. I'm like, this guy, this guy's really making the most of his lockdown freedom in the UK, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm look. I'm lucky. I understand that a lot of people can't leave their house, but I can. So I'm taking advantage of it. So, oh, so um, yeah. So I was going to say something else now. So first of all, that's an incredible insight, and I would also say that what's for me, I believe, the highest level of selling is, or the purest level of selling, is integrity-based selling. And I think that to really simply put, to understand integrity-based selling, where you're actually selling from a good place, it's, it is that. It's value-based selling. You know, if someone is really selling you something because they believe that it's going to be an alignment, it's going to serve, it's going to fuel and nurture the things that you most value in your life, it's, you know, it's not even, you, now it's as a salesperson, it's your obligation to serve that person 
Because if you know what is most important to them and you have something that can help them in that area, why would you not do it? But of course, if you don't know what their values are, how, how can you serve them truly? You can't serve someone to the highest degree if you don't know what's important to them. There's thousands of different things that can be meaningful to you in your life. But there's four or five things that you hold dearest to you. So really, if you don't know what those is, that you're a cheap salesperson because totally. you need to do the work first, you know? Well, it's it's almost like it's, you know, if someone's had, if someone's got that approach, it's, it's almost more about them than it is about the person they're, they're selling to, right? 100%. And this is, this is 100%. one of the things I find business owners do a lot is they guess. So they, they come up with this amazing service or product in their mind and they're like, this, they're going to love this. They'll love this idea or this, they'll love this product or service, but they haven't actually done the work, the hard work to find out and dig into that first, right? And it's the same, it's yeah, the same way. Sorry, I've lost you on my uh, AirPods. Apologies for that, but I can still hear you very clearly. You can hear yeah, me, yeah, so they guess. Yeah, they guess. And it's, and it's uh, <laughs> as long as you can hear me, that's cool. I can hear you. So, um, no, very clear, yeah. so the, um, I, I guess the, you know, this, the same thing can be said when you've got a team, right? One of the, one of the things I did with my team is I, I stopped guessing what would make them happy and I just asked, right? So I, so I would I would interview them and be like, what is it that you actually want? You know, two years, five years, 10 years. What, 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 do, you, what do you love doing outside of this? You know, what is it you're excited about? And then, you know, instead of planning rewards around, you know, money or, or bonuses or time off or whatever, it could be the complete opposite. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know if you guessed. So you, you you've got to kind of have these conversations, right, to find out what the values are, so that you can you can kind of sell in the right way and have that conversation and communicate properly. So yeah, really, really interesting. And Seb, you know that one of the most important things in the business is your team, right? Hmm. And so we're we for us to go out and sell our product or service or our time and whatever it is that we have to give the market or the world, we need to sell to our team as well. We need to sell to our team first. And what do we need to sell them? We need to make sure that they're happy. Like I always I've always had a small team, two to five people, but I always say in the beginning, the most important thing of us working together is that you're happy. Now the same would go for a client. I would say that to a client as well. Because if you're not happy, obviously something's wrong here. But I will say to my team, are you enjoying this? Are you still enjoying this? Is there something about what you're doing that you don't like that we can pass on to someone else? Delegate or automate or even you know get rid of. And I've had some times where, you know, let's say my assistant of 10 years said, she said, oh, I don't like doing this one thing. I said, fine, let's pass it on to someone else. Or don't do that anymore because if they're not happy then they're never going to you know everyone is energy and for you to go out and sell you need to have as much energy as possible spiritual energy and physical energy by heart energy and body energy but if you're not happy doing some things you're not going to show up as a full cup so to speak so yeah, I think that's probably one of the most important things, if not the most important thing, that you've got to you've got to be happy in what you're doing. Because then you're always going to be the best salesperson. Even when coming back to what we said, when selling to yourself. Obviously, if you're happier or happiest, you're going to sell better. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think this is this. You know, another conversation I always have with my team is, what do you enjoy doing most in this job, right? Because personally, I know if I if I spend, you know, for me, the thing I enjoy most is thinking creatively, coming up with ideas, and and you know, trying to grow something. If I spend the whole day doing admin, I'll be miserable, right? So, so it's it's to say, I look at my team and I'm like, what do you enjoy doing the most? Other people they absolutely love doing the admin and keeping everyone organized and that sort of stuff and playing towards your strengths and you know, that, that for me is, is, it's all about how, how well you know your team and, and, and keeping that level of happiness super high, right? So when we've spoken about contribution and consumption, we've spoken about speaking people's values, we've tapped in a little bit into um, NLP. Um, what about sort of relationships over transactions? Okay, so first of all, you said we spoke about consumption 
over or contribution over consumption. We didn't. I just mentioned it in the sentence. Okay. But just to be clear, let's go over it. Yeah. Hey. Let's go over it. Let's dig into it. (laughs) Basically, what it means is, in this in a relationship, if you're looking to get, you're failing. In any relationship, intimate, personal, social, professional. It should be what can I give? It's not rocket science, but sometimes we need to be reminded. Imagine you go into you have a relationship with your wife, and every day you're trying to get something to assess, you know, am I winning? Right? If as a salesperson or in business, if you're assessing the success of your business on what did we get, you're failing. And I say that in my opinion, once again, don't be like, oh, who's this guy? Right? I'm just, I am just the guy, but I've worked with so many people and I've, and I've seen what works and what doesn't. And if you are assessing your success or the success of your business based on what you are giving, then what you are getting is always going to be an additional thing. But because in business, what you give is what you get. You're all by you focusing on giving, which doesn't require money. It requires time. It requires energy. You're always going to get something in return. So that's just, I just something I wanted to mention that as a coach, speaker, consultant, salesperson of any kind and all businesses, your goal should be, what are we giving? What are we giving today? What did we give this month? You know, what did we give to the world, our community, our marketplace over the last 90 days? That's how you should measure your success. Because obviously the money then will be a fair exchange of that. And I do believe that to come on to a fair exchange. Sales is just a fair value exchange. That's all it is. Like if you're not getting enough money, it's because the value that you give isn't enough. And you can say, oh, no, it's because of this and now I don't have clarity or I'm doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So the value that you're giving is not enough. So if you want five times more money, provide five times as much value. The question is, are you willing to do whatever it takes? I know you are like you, you know, you inspire me so much watching you pivot, change the way you move in business because you'll you'll never ever be you know even in a situation like this you'll always be okay i believe that you will always be okay because you always give more value than people around you anyway so what was the next one you wanted to talk about <laughs> thank you mate appreciate that i just got lost in you <laughs> you do this every time put me on the spot like that honestly i don't owe you anything i mean that wholeheartedly man you will always be okay because you always the amount of value that you give is insane appreciate it man it's it's awesome anyway so there was what was the next thing relationships over transactions yeah relationships over transactions yeah so when i am treated if you are treated as a transaction, how do you feel? Impersonal, used. Yeah. If you feel like um, you're in a relationship with someone and they try to sell something to you, if you truly feel like you're in a relationship with someone and personal, right? Not uh, intimate. And you think, oh, I've got a good relationship with this person. And they try and sell something to you. And you say, no, I can't, can't afford it, not the right time, whatever. And then the sale doesn't go through, the sale doesn't happen. Do you end up, or how do you feel afterwards if you know that there's actually a genuine relationship there? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, that's just it. Not great, isn't it, really? If it's, if it's more a case of someone's taking something rather than giving something. No, what I mean is you have a good, healthy relationship with me, right? And yeah. one month from now, I say, hey, do you want to do some coaching with me? Right. You've got a good relationship, right? And I said, do you want to do some coaching with me? You say no. 
right afterwards is it going to be weird or awkward i guess it depends on how how open the conversation was around the the, the coaching right if it was a the, healthy communication, healthy, the communication let's say it's a healthy relationship I mean, it shouldn't be. You should be able to give, you know, normal, honest, transparent feedback and yeah, say, look, here, here, here are the reasons why. So let's do a role play, right? We'll, we'll, we'll shorten it. Hey, bro, how's your year been? Pretty good, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty exciting. Okay, let's just keep it there. So, dude, I'm looking to work. I'm looking to work with a few people, uh, one-to-one co- coaching. Um, I'm not going to try and do a sales pitch now. I'm just going to say, would you be up for it? Uh, what does it include? Uh, what five one-to-one sessions? Da, 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 uh, three months there. WhatsApp check-ins, uh, non-negotiable accountability, etc. Um, you know, you've got to be fully committed. Cool. So, sound, sounds good. Sounds interesting. No, you meant to say no. I'm, but, but I'm not ready. <laughs> Okay. You have you have you have to get the blah blah blah. That's when you got me. Okay. <laughs> you have to get blah blah blah. Okay, so I say, okay, you're not ready. Cool, man. Um, no worries. Now, what do we fall back to? You fall back to the normal the normal relationship conversation, right? Wherever you were at. Now, will I have do because of this didn't go because it didn't go through now will i have permission to sell to you a year down the line a year down the line yeah next week no yeah or will i have permission to sell something else to you three months later yeah i mean providing it it's it hasn't been forced right yeah As, as long as it's coming from a relationship yeah yeah but it, but if I don't build the relationship first, and I try and and I sell you, and you say exactly the same thing, no, I don't have time, don't can't afford it, whatever, or do I have permission to sell you again a year from now, yeah. same product? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, if it's if if the relationship's still there, then yeah. No, let me be clear. It's right. a transaction, so the transaction okay. didn't go through. Okay. And I stop and I stop being in touch with you. There's oh, no right. relationship. Yeah, there's this no, is because no it was just it was just it would have felt like you had that relationship in order to get the transaction, right? I've only con- I've only been in touch with you to get the transaction. So if I then get back in touch with you a year later, hey bro, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'm like, I'm like I remember you. <laughs> yeah, what, and I'll try and sell you coach again. What are you going to think? Two words. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, could, could I even, if I, uh, it's you're a transaction, I'm trying to get the sale, I don't get the transaction, so now there's not there's nothing tying us together, and I try and sell you something three, something different, three months. Are you still going to, you're still going to feel funny about that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so long story made very short. The first goal should always be to build a relationship and keep a relationship keep a relate build a relationship with everyone that you come into contact with everyone because you never know when they're going to be ready to buy number two once that transaction if the transaction doesn't go through keep the relationship now this is not rocket science once again if the transaction does go through obviously keep the relationship but when the contract has ended, keep the relationship. Mm. It's like sales is a relational game. It's not a transactional game. If you treat sales as transactional, you're leaving money on the table. You're leaving results on the table. You're leaving people's values being met on the table. You're leaving your legacy of your business on the table or part of your legacy. Because think how many times you're losing out by not maintaining that relationship so to to summarize it even shorter sales is relational it isn't transactional if you treat sales as transactional you're failing yeah what do you think what what i was going to say what do you think about that and give me your honest feedback yeah i I mean i've always always 
you know, being very, very careful, even if a transaction doesn't go through, it's never going to switch, you know. For, for me, for me, it's that that relationship is more, more important, right? So, so it's 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 been pretty straightforward, and I, and I think a lot of people make a mistake there. You know, they kind of they kind of step back way too soon when they when they shouldn't be. And um, I mean, ultimately, this is why you're mu- you're much more likely to do to do business with someone you know, like and trust. You know, you're ten times more likely to do business with a friend than you are to do business with a. I don't know what's happening to this. I don't know what's happening to this sound. Sorry. How's that? Just started crackling very heavy. But um, yeah, it stopped now. I agree with what you're saying. And actually, there's a gentleman that contacted me for coaching at the beginning of the year. Do you hear yeah. Me? Yeah, cool. Just, I'll just switch to a different camera. See if better. Yeah, there's a gentleman that contacted me at the beginning of the year for, the co- for coaching. And I've been in touch with him ever since. And not because I'm ingenuine. Uh, ingenuine? What's the word? Not genuine. <laughs> well, I like that word. <laughs> yeah, ingenuine. <laughs> so, not because I'm not genuine, but because for me, it's about the relationship over the transaction. So, we went, you know, built it up, built it up, had a sales conversation, sent in the brochure. He changed his mind. I still communicate with that person exactly the same as I did during and before. There is no difference. I still message. He checks in. He checks in with me. I sold to him. And he checks in with me. Hey, bro, how you doing? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like, anyway, well, so, if, you've got, if you've got an authentic kind of transparent approach to the whole thing, hmm. you know, I, I, th- I think people see that. Do you know what I mean? I will say that again. People will see that. Hey, man, most people are smart. And they'll see whether you're being authentic or genuine or not. Mm. And, you know, if you really want to get the most out of your life, if you want to get the most out of your business, out of your team, you've got to, you've got to live and sell with integrity because otherwise people will see through you and maybe one person will not see you know uh, maybe one person will see through you but that person will talk to another person and that other person will talk to another person so of course look it takes a lot more time a lot more time to treat sales as relational over transactional but It'll take you a lot more time. Keep selling, keep selling, keep selling, keep selling if you live in the transactional way. Whereas if you're relational, you know, I've had very few clients in my life, one-to-one clients. And I pride myself on that because my clients never want to leave me. Whereas I know other coaches, not a judgment, but just a different way of looking at sales and coaching. They pride themselves on how many people they've turned around. Because they sell them this thing, and then when the coaching's finished, next. Mm. Now, I understand some products and services work like that. It's a short journey; you finish it, but you know everyone needs a coach. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, hundred percent. So why not keep your, as long as your clients give you energy and inspire you? Why not keep them as long as you can? One of my clients mm-hmm. is a software company in mexico or international but he's based in mexico he's got very very few clients and he's got a multiple million us dollar business because he has very strong relationships with his four or five clients he doesn't need to keep selling all the time because mm. he sold them into he sold his clients into a relationship not into a transaction one of the things we we did in the Warrior Academy, we reallocated 30% of our marketing budget to look after our members more, to make their experience better, right? To strengthen that relationship. So doing, so we, we built in kind of um, automated moments of, of magic throughout their journey with us, which strengthened that relationship as they go through it, right? And for me, it's, it's a case of, 
you do that and then they go on and speak to other people. It does the marketing for you. So way of looking at it. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, but I'm squinting because that crackling. <laughs> I think, look, the good thing is, right, we, we spoke about choice before. You're always selling. So, yeah. You, you got me? I'm here, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out this uh, audio crackle, see if I can solve it. We've just lost it. You got me? Yeah, it's got worse now. <laughs> Anyway, look, listen to me, listen to me. What I was going to say is we started off this sales conversation saying that you're always selling and you're always selling yourself a story. So, you know, there's going to be some people that come away from listening to this going, damn, that was really good value. And some people are going to sell themselves a very different story and say, man, the sound quality was terrible. It's just the truth. It's it is. Truth, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so, so I was on a on, I was on an online training the other day. I'm, I was the student, and I was among amongst the, a lot of coaches and speakers. And this training was being given for free because of this community that I'm in. Can you hear me? Yep. So this training was given for free, and the video quality was very bad freezing all the time but the sound quality was perfect and can you believe that people were complaining in the zoom chat about the video quality really <laughs> it's like what what are you selling to yourself if you have one of the best coaches in the world giving you a free training and you're focusing on i can't see the video like yeah. I, I just wrote in the zoom like guys just listen to the audio and close your bloody eyes like it's not that, it's not that difficult <laughs> yeah right and, and, and in, our, in our situation right now guys, you, can just, you know turn the sound off and just enjoy watching us pretend to talk <laughs> <laughs> hey look look right now the one the one thing we should be selling and i, I love your energy uh is optimism right right now we need to be selling optimism yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I think we're doing a good like job. You look like you were waiting for me to say something else. No, that was that was profound. You nailed I it. Dropped the mic. I dropped the mic. <laughs> you should have you should have just left the scene as you said that. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a great way! What a great way to finish a, uh, a psychology sales. Yeah. Um, I'd just be like, so yeah, selling is relational. That's what's up. And <laughs> I tune in for round two. <laughs> Brilliant, man. Speaking of round two, we're doing this again, aren't we? We have got another one coming up. Yeah, we've got. The, Tim's here. Maybe he can let me know when the next one is. I think it's in a few weeks. Um, but it, but it's, yeah, it's very different. You're going to talk about leadership. Yeah, so, so this is what we've been sharing is my perspective on how to be good at sales and, good, and, um, and how to treat sales by the way you think about sales. That's it. But really, my sub, that's just my opinion in a certain area. My subject, what I teach on and coach on and, and influence people in is self-mastery. And when it comes to leaders, I help leaders influence themselves to be better so they become better influencers in the marketplace which obviously then affects your sales so yeah but, but that's what i love love talking about so uh, i love this but the next one is like that's my thing that's what yeah. i talk about all the time i remember when I, when I spoke to you i said do you want to talk and you said you know you'd like to talk about that but maybe starting off with you know psychology yourself would be it would be a great yeah, i totally agree I mean, I, I, I wish I could take notes throughout this, but I feel like I've, I've picked up a lot, you know. Say that again. I feel like I've picked up a lot of insights from this chat. You're welcome. So, um, so let's, let's just summarize that. Can we just, I mean, there's so many different things came out of that. We need to, to summarize it quickly. Oh, you want me to summarize it? Yeah. Well, yeah, whenever I talk, there's nothing coming from. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Can you shut up, please? You're making a lot of noise. 
so so remember that we're always selling we're selling to everyone we're always being sold to and we're always selling to ourselves. and what is going to be the number one indicator of how good you are at selling to others is how good you are at selling to yourself now to to understand what level you're selling to yourself look at how you are in the first hour of your day and the last hour of your day look at the kind of language that you use and then start going to work on yourself study nlp understand neuro-linguistic programming and how you can have tools in your life and practices in your life that allow you to retrain your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind so that you can really truly believe that selling is serving and and then understand also through nrp how to understand and how to elicit and discover and uncover people's values always speak to people's values always speak to the result what do they want not what they need i gave an example of how i was so good at speaking to someone's values that what they need they didn't even know and they only asked me after the sale they asked me after the sale how many sessions do i get now isn't that crazy that what they bought they didn't even know what was in the box but like i mentioned a car salesman car salesman or saleswoman are very good at speaking or good car sales people are really good at speaking to values speaking to people's values that when they buy the car they go oh by the way i forgot to tell you it comes with this turbo or this con air conditioning or it comes with these bonuses and you go oh wow that's amazing but you didn't even you didn't ask for those things you were already sold so the extra the process and the nitty-gritty and the detail comes afterwards so people don't want to know the detail there's actually something I'll, I'll just share very quickly people don't give it excuse my language but it's for effect people don't give a damn how much time they spend with you. They just don't. It doesn't matter what you're selling. No one cares how much time they spend with you. What they want is the result as quickly as possible. Like what would you want? Would you want a heart surgery or an open, no, not heart surgery. Let's say a stomach surgery where you're awake still. Would you want that to last five minutes? because you're paying 10,000 dirham or 50, you know, whatever, $50,000 or whatever a large amount is, because you paid so much money for it, would you want it to last five hours or would you rather have it be over in five minutes? Of course, you'd want, you want the result as quickly as possible. So we really have to get out of our own way in thinking that the more time we give, um, you know, the better it is, the more valuable it is. No, that's based on you know your own delusion and based on maybe your own values. So I understand what does this person want? And I'm telling you now, most of the time, because there's always exceptions to every rule, most of the time people don't care about the time. There's something else they want. Go figure that out first, even before you get to, you know, the, 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 the buying cycle or selling cycle. No like trust buy like before you even think of selling to someone you've got to know what are their emotional drivers and speak to those values and it's not it's not manipulation it's integrity based selling i want to sell what i'm selling to you because i truly believe in my heart it's going to fuel the things that you most adore and love in your life and that takes time it takes time but if you treat sales as relational and transactional it's your obligation and your duty to under to understand and find out what makes your clients most happiest so yeah that's it really and then we chatted about some few other a few other things uh but i think yeah that that's amazing yeah to totally mate some you know some absolute uh, brilliant advice and insights that are really really Appreciate it. Let's just quickly check if we've got any um, questions. I think we had a, a really good question from Ahmed here. Um, uh, what advice do you have for someone that has zero sales experience and thinks um, they're unable to sell anything? Where do we start? Okay, so so great question, Ahmed. First of all, understand that, like I said again, we're always selling. 
And the more we practice something, the better we get. So this is my advice for you. I'm going to keep this short because of a lack of time. Every belief that we have, you believe right now, it's not, it's not the truth. It's just a belief that you can't sell. What that is, is a stack up of evidence. Every belief is a stack up of evidence. Like in a courtroom, if you have a certain amount of evidence, this becomes the truth. Until new evidence is found in the opposite direction and they overturn a court case and say, actually, no, because of the evidence, this is now the truth. So <coughs> if I am able to coach you for a second or for a minute, it's take this belief that you have. Look at the belief you want to have. I can't sell. What belief do I want to have that I can sell? Even better, I can sell damn well. What do you need to do? You can't namaste yourself to you know, have this belief. You've got to create new evidence. So I would say just start selling. And every single time that you sell something, you sell an idea, an experience, a video, uh, you sell yourself. What you're doing is you're creating a new piece of evidence. So imagine I sell an idea to my wife and she goes, yeah, let's do that. I go write that down in my journal and it's my first piece of evidence. I can sell. Now imagine I sell myself to Seb and I say, hey, Sebastian Bates, can you have me on your podcast? And he says, yeah, why not? That is going in my piece of evidence because now I've got two pieces of evidence that I can sell. If I can go and buy a bloody, I don't know, a Coca-Cola and sell it to my friend <laughs> and convince him that, uh, you know, it's worth more than it is and he pays me for it. Or even my friend says I'm thirsty and go, oh, yeah, I've got a soft drink. You know, you can have it for 10 dirham. And he, now you can sell. It's a new piece of evidence or whatever it is that you're selling in your business. You get the point. Once you get to 50 to 60 pieces of evidence, you will start to have a belief. I say 50 to 60 because this is based on 17 years of experience of coaching people and myself. Once you have 50 to 60 pieces of evidence uh, confirming a certain belief or thought, you will, will actually start to believe this. Now, if you really want to have a strong belief, like in the courtroom, a strong belief because of a lot of evidence is called a conviction without reasonable doubt. If you want to have a conviction without reasonable doubt, uh, doubt that I am a bad ass at selling, you need 150 to 200 pieces of evidence. So if you go create one piece of evidence a day, that means in the next four to five months, six months, you're going to be a badass person that sells. If you want to believe that you can uh, be better at communication, go out, have a conversation with someone, write it down as a piece of evidence. And the better you get, the better you get, the more evidence you get. And eventually you will have a conviction in that area. Um, but we get good at whatever we practice. As I said before, I hope that was valuable. Yeah, absolutely amazing. It's it just while you were speaking, it just, you know, it made me think how many other areas in life could you apply that to, you know, gathering yeah. evidence which, yeah. which supports the opposite side of your false claim of yourself, right? Yeah. Every result we get, every result we get comes down to how we act. In every way we act in our life comes down to what we believe. And every belief that we have comes down to the thoughts that we plant in our brain. So our thoughts create our beliefs, our beliefs create our actions, our actions create our results. So start working on your thoughts and the rest becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So every time I say, yay, I sold something today, I've just planted a new piece of evidence. I've, because like I said, the beliefs is going to determine how you act and the results that you get. So Every time you have a thought, right? Note that you are planting evidence. If you're thinking right now, listening to this, I can't do this. You have just planted a piece of evidence. You're always selling. You're always Amazing. selling. So truly, no, not to make light of this uh, sentence, because it is one of the most powerful things or has been one of the most powerful things in my personal life, your thoughts 
become your reality. Because your thoughts create your beliefs, your beliefs creates your evidence, and the evidence and your beliefs then affects what you go and do and what you don't go do in the world. You're welcome, Sabrina. <laughs> there we go. Sabrina, I think, I think JP actually answered your question uh, in that as well. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, uh, Sabrina here was asking about building rapport on the phone. But really, would you say that's very, very similar? It's exactly the same thing, same process. So in neuro-linguistic programming on a foundation level, on literally like level one of NLP, they teach rapport. So go do rapport, uh, go study NLP, get a book, watch a video. There's going to be hundreds or thousands of hours of NLP training videos on YouTube. There's going to be thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of hours. And go study rapport and then go practice every day. Now, right now, we can't go out there and practice, but, you know, build a conversation with someone online. And then, and no, okay, this person's just, oh, Sebastian's just said something to, you know, if I imagine I'm the person uh, studying rapport and I've just studied a bit of rapport and it says, uh, you know, to help build rapport, you want to, oops, you want to repeat what they say back to you because it shows that you're very, uh, very back to them because it shows that you're really listening to them. So Sebastian says, oh, I'm going to do something with my family this weekend. And I say, oh, well, you're going to go do something with your family this weekend. Or I say at the end of the call, enjoy that thing with your family. Now I've just shown you that I'm listening. Tick. I've just shown that I'm able to build rapport with someone. Or, you know, there's many, there's many different ways to build rapport. There's, you know, body language. There's matching, mirroring. There's eye contact. Uh, if someone is looking you in the eye, like, I've been so good at building rapport with people that on the first time that I meet them, they're like this because, you know, I'm covered in tattoos and stuff. And, you know, half an hour into a meeting, like they're looking me in the eye as if they know me. Um, but yeah, it's practice. Practice makes progress. Amazing. Thanks, David. You're welcome. You're welcome. One last question, guys. Um, what's the best bit of educated reading you've consumed, telling related? You've taken me over time here, Sebastian. Good thing we have a, rela a good relationship. I'm just joking. <laughs> what's the best bit of education reading you've ever consumed, JP, selling related? Hmm. Wow. Uh, Profit First is a good one. I can't remember the author right now, but Profit First. Um, I think this book is called, maybe you know it said, Never Split the Difference or Never Split the Bill or something like that. I think it's called Never, Never Split the Difference and it's about negotiating and selling. That's a very good book. Um, I would have to say again, any NLP book, because NLP gives you the tools for the rest of your life. And I would say my book, no, I'm just kidding. I don't talk about selling in my book. I was just doing a cheeky plug there. What else? What else? Yeah, nothing, nothing comes to me off the top of my head. I prefer videos. I prefer videos and learning from great salespeople. Go back now. I believe that everyone should have a coach. Everyone should have a mentor. I've had many mentors and coaches in my life, but the number one main influence, male influence in my life has been a gentleman that a lot of you may know, Mr. Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins, I've looked at him and how he uses NLP and relationships and understanding and how he, you know, he's a servant leader and how he always focuses on serving over selling. I've watched him. I've watched him for a long time and I've learned a lot from him. So much so that the people that promote him across Europe and the UK and Ireland, they actually asked me if I wanted to start promoting Tony Robbins because I'd emulated him so much over the years. And I ended up promoting Tony Robbins across Ukraine, Norway, Poland, uh, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Dublin, London, Birmingham, Manchester, uh, Bel um, Belfast, Northern Ireland. But so anyway, so he's a great person to follow and learn from. Tony Robbins is a legend. You're right. But here's, here's something I want to share with you. Tony Robbins had his own mentor. 
And he was a gentleman named Jim Rohn, J-I-M-R-O-H-N. If I, I might say, I might say Rohn incorrectly, but Jim Rohn, just type that in Google. And you can find on, sorry, not Google, YouTube. On YouTube, you can find some videos of Jim Rohn. Some of them are four hours long. Four hours long. And he was one of the, you know, he like, he was one of the people that built up Herbal Life. The most successful, long-standing, multi-level marketing sales company in the world. And he, and he teaches, he used to teach from stage on how to sell. If you want to do, well, do yourself a favor. And if you don't know the work of Jim Rohn, go watch his videos. And like I said, you can find some of his videos, just search through YouTube. You can find some of them are four hours long. So you get a free training, free, cost you nothing but time with the number one person that influenced Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins to this day, 40 years later, still talks about Jim Rohn all the time. This is my teacher. This was my teacher. You can have him for free. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, I, th I think we'll I think we'll finish it there, um, JP. Otherwise, I'm going to have you for another hour. Um, but <laughs> just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. If anyone wants to um, to, to 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 read your book or, or to get in contact, connect with you, what's the best way they can do that, mate? You know, probably just type my name into Google, Jean Pierre de Villiers. And if you want to find my book, my latest book on Amazon, type my name and how to own your life. It is on Amazon, digital and uh, paperback. That's what it's called, the paper version. And on social media, yeah, type my name and you should find me on Instagram. You should find me on Facebook. I'm on other Instagram um, social media accounts. But most of the time, I'm on Instagram every day and, and Facebook. Amazing. Thank you so much, JP. Take care, buddy. Cool, man. Good to see you. Thanks for having me and thanks for listening, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to be the first to get access to our live interviews, then head over to f10x.com to apply to be a part of our online community.